What is going on, everybody? This is Gina Spirito back with episode 69 of the Gina Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Tuesday, September 7th. Hope you guys all had a great Labor Day. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, had work off. If you had work, got some, uh, what's it called, holiday pay or, um, you know, whatever the case may be with school. I'm sure most of us had the day off yesterday, so I hope you guys all um, enjoyed that. Um, As, I mean, for me personally, it's going to be the last day off until November 11th. Uh, so it's it's gonna be a grind <laughs> to get there, but um, definitely um, back in the swing of things with school. Um, honestly, not um, you know too uh, overwhelmed at the moment, but uh, you know we'll see. We'll see where the semester takes us. It is only still the second week, and um, decided to go back to class today. It was weird not having class on the Monday of the second week of school yesterday even though we, we seem to do that every year or, or it's around that same time. So um, always a little weird uh, when you have that Labor Day off, but I feel like, in my opinion, um, well, what I feel when it's Labor Day is, um, you know, it's it's definitely go time because this is, a, it's like the last little uh, break before, um, before you really get into the semester. I, I kind of used it as... Um, I don't know, as my last little hoorah to summer, um, you know, syllabus week uh, can be pretty repetitive, pretty easy um, if, if you at least, uh, you know, have experienced the syllabus week. I know some professors like to lecture or whatever the case may be during their first class, um, but syllabus week for the most part as a whole is pretty simple, pretty easy, and then boom, having Labor Day on that Monday, and then this week, uh, getting into some actual lectures, some actual, um, you know, class um, about whatever uh, topic, issue, whatever it is. Um, so very excited to finally dive into each of these classes, not really be some introductions, uh, more so uh, focus on, you know, what the class is supposed to be about, what the course, um, you know, is, is going to teach us. So very excited to get into that this week, and I'm sure... Uh, Sure, the rest of, I'm sure the rest of everybody is as well, uh, but still nice to have uh, a Monday off. <laughs> but um, we'll be we'll be a while before we we see the next one. But without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk some music news. I, I want to first start off this show um, by recognizing an artist that uh, has had a major impact on my life um, as well as so many other people out there. Um, an artist that we unfortunately have now lost three years ago today, and that is the uh, the goat himself, Matt Miller, uh, Malcolm McCormick. Um, it's unfortunate uh, every year when we come to this time of year, especially um, about a month ago, August third being um, the anniversary of swimming. Uh, you know, you're just thinking back uh, when that album dropped, and um, you know. Being excited, really, for for Mac, uh, you know, finally, um, you know, releasing something, finally releasing something again. Um, the project, just the, the way, I mean, if you've ever listened to Swimming, you, you can just um, tell throughout that, you know, of course, the man was still battling his demons, was still uh, trying to get better, trying to improve at his life every day um, in, in any way he could. Um, and unfortunately, for a month later to... 
um, have that life come to an end unexpectedly and not, um, you know, when it, it should have been, truthfully. Uh, it's, it's always a tough pill to swallow, um, especially when it comes at the, you know, the hands of, of a guy who has only ever brought positive energy into music, into the worlds, uh, into, I'm sure, his relationships, um, you know, not only with women, but of course with his family and uh, just being a, a great person at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always a sad time um, of the year around this time, uh, you know, with Mac and with some of those, these other artists that, that we've lost throughout the years. But this one always stings the most uh, for me personally. Um, Mac Miller was, was an artist that wasn't, wasn't afraid to, to say what he was, was truly feeling and uh, continued to find himself um, and continue to, to realize who he truly was uh, each and every year he was in this music industry and uh, his music changed and evolved uh, with him, really. It, it, you could tell, um, you can easily tell uh, throughout the years through, uh, with every project that he ever has released, um, you can feel the maturity increase, you can feel uh, the life experience, um, you know, be there. Uh, time and time again through these different projects, um, you know, you can continue to, uh, you know, see where he was going uh, with, especially with Swimming, a Grammy-nominated uh, album. Circles should have also been Grammy-nominated as well, um, along with some of his other projects. But, of course, Swimming kind of being that, uh, you know, that first time his, his music had been recognized and uh, really... Um, taken serious in terms of uh, Grammy nods or uh, any award accolades uh, in that sense. So, um, you know, you could tell that the buzz was growing, um, even though Matt had, had spent so much time in the game already at, at such a young age, um, you know, coming onto the scene as a 16-year-old kid and, and really not uh, stopping um, for any sort of breath. I mean ridiculous um ridiculous work ethic um one two three four five six albums 13 mixtapes bunch of different alter egos um just just somebody that truly inspired a generation um and is sincerely missed by by so many across the music industry across, uh, you know, the music community. Uh, like I said, just somebody that that was a good person and truly uh, did not deserve um, to leave this earth the way he did and leave this earth early um, because I'm sure there were so, so, so many uh, more great uh, memories and uh, times to be made uh, with Mac Miller on this earth. But unfortunately, every everything comes to an end and sometimes that's uh that's not when we want it to be and this is definitely the case of that as mac miller was uh definitely um you know go was definitely uh you know past uh you know anything um you know in regards to uh not being big enough or not having the fans or you know when when artists are are on that come up he was definitely past that stage he was he was more onto 
uh, becoming, uh, you know, that star, becoming that icon in, in the field and, uh, you know, diving into other parts of the, of the industry. You know, he, he um, you know, did at with Snoop in uh, Scary Movie. I feel like that's always the clip that comes up, but I, I could have definitely seen him doing uh, more cameo roles, I'm sure, in different films and, and diving into, uh, you know, just different, uh, you know, realms of this entertainment industry, helping other artists out. I mean, his music knowledge is, is first to none. I mean, uh, the amount of instruments he knew how to play, uh, the production was, I mean, is, is always good on his albums, and that's in most part due to him and his ability to, to create, you know, and I'm sure he would have helped so many other artists as well, um, you know, get to a point of their career where they were satisfied with or continue to push um, in their own career. Um, so it's it's definitely always, always a sad time, like I've said, but um, the impact and uh, the legacy of Matt Miller is definitely not lost, and um, you know it's it's uh, it's still very very strong, and and you know it's nice to still see features coming out um, from Matt. I don't know how much more uh, we're gonna have um, when it comes to features or even full length projects. I I really at this point I'm I'm happy with anything. Um, you know, if, if, if there is something that's great, if there's not, then that's, um, you know, kind of just the reality that we're living in. I mean, he's, he's literally no longer with us and that's not really much we can do with, you know, wanting, it's like, of course, we'd always, you know, want another Mad Miller project, but it's like, how is that even possible? You know, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's of course up to the, up to the family, up to the, um, you know, the, I mean, I don't know how much say the the label would have in this, but uh, you know, those are kind of the two f head fronts when it comes to new music. But at the same time, uh, just just being appreciative of uh, what we already have because we have an entire discography full of so many different sounds and ideas and uh, just realms that he was able to hit um, in in such a short time, but. I mean, through his music, you, you would felt like he had been here for a long time. So many projects, so many just ideas and inspirations drawn and uh, really just so much impacts on, on this music industry. And, and it's, it's really, really sad that uh, he, can, he can't be here no longer. Um, he can be here no longer uh, in terms of music, but I feel like the thing that sets the most is uh, just – you know, the fact that we lost somebody um, that was just an outright amazing human being, uh, somebody that brought positive energy to everything he was a part of and always seemed to be having a smile on his face, um, which allowed his fans and, and so many others to, to also be smiling and, um, you know, for... for uh, somebody like this to to have died the way he did it's it's always it's just it's it's always really tough to accept um, and and look at the hard facts uh, as it is um, but unfortunately that's life and um, we we have so many things to look back on uh, to remember him and uh, you know if you're going to Pittsburgh uh, this I believe it was yes I don't know if it was yesterday or I'm sure it was I'm pretty sure it was this weekend 
um, for this for the Mac Miller um, celebration. Uh, first of all, I'm jealous. I've I've been, I tried to plan it. I was really trying to plan it uh, back in 2019, um, and I decided that I was gonna for sure go in 2020, and then COVID happened, so wasn't able to do that. And then this year didn't just didn't really work out. I'm I'm actually gonna be going to San Francisco uh, in the next couple of days um, with my girlfriend. So uh, the the timing wasn't the best, and I was already planning another trip. Uh, so um, definitely going to, uh, have to make the trip out to Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, be a part of this celebration of life one day. But if you did, I hope you had a great time celebrating Mac Miller, getting to know a bunch of people that appreciated him and, and saw him for, for everything that he was, um, just as much as, as you did. And I, I feel like it, it's gonna, um, be a very fun trip when I, when I get to make it one day. But if you did, I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got to celebrate uh, with people you, you love or people that you simply haven't met yet and you haven't um, gotten to know. But, I mean, like, like, uh, like other things in life, it's, it's funny the things that bring us together. And, and Matt Miller and his music uh, was something that uh, definitely brought us all together and, um, in a very positive ways um, and, and uh, you know, maybe deeper, um, more thought, thought-provoking ways as well with, uh, you know, his lyrics and, um, you know, what they could mean to, to me compared to you, of course. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's still bringing us together uh, for one uh, solid reason, and that's, uh, you know, because of the man himself, you know, because of, uh, you know, what he, he was able to put on a track. So uh, we'll see. Um, with uh, how um, it is next year and hopefully me being able to go out to Pittsburgh. But if you did, I hope you did enjoy it. It'll always be Mac Miller forever. It'll always be R.I.P. Mac Miller here, there, everywhere. Um, and uh, his legacy, um, I'm very happy uh, to have comfort in the fact that his legacy will never be lost um, through his music uh, as that will live forever. So um, another, another. Uh, I mean, on on a good on in good news for um, for Matt Miller and his um, his family, his uh, people. Uh, he actually has surpassed seven billion Spotify streams as the lead and guest artist. As six point six five billion um, of these streams came from him being the lead artist. And then 558 million streams came from him being the guest artist, but still a, a spectacular achievement. Seven billion Spotify streams, uh, the highest played uh, song in his uh, discography. Self Care remains the highest stream song at 359.2 million streams. So uh, still um, positives coming from um, his his uh, discography from. Uh, his work is, and um, like I said, his his music is gonna live forever, and uh, it's it's good to see that um, you know even after all these years and after all this time, it's it's still um, you know positive in that sense of still getting records, still um, you know breaking streams, and uh, still you know being bumped to this day by uh, generations to follow. But like I said, always R.I.P. Mac Miller, always. 
uh, gonna remember this guy because um, I mean the impact that he's he's he had on on me and as well as so many other people will will never ever be forgotten and or, or replicated really uh, as this man was was definitely one of a kind and um, it's I was I'm just happy to have. Uh, to have seen him once and to also have uh, lived a life where I got to, uh, you know, witness Mac Miller and uh, his his artistry um, as it was happening and, and not after the fact or not before the fact. So definitely, um, definitely an unfortunate day, but still a celebration as uh, Mac would definitely want us to be up and not down um, on a day like this. So. Uh, moving on into some album anniversaries, of course, we um, you know like to do this on our show, highlight a few albums that have uh, recently um, experienced some anniversaries um, that have meant something to the culture, meant something to me personally, um, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and today we're going to start with two Travis Scott albums. The first one, Six Years um, of Rodeo. Of the rage, Travis Scott released his uh, debut album Rodeo six years ago. Um, it was his long-awaited first album, following uh, the two mixtapes Owl Faroe and Days Before Rodeo. Um, of course, the um, bigger songs on here—I mean, the biggest song on here, definitely Antidote. Probably, uh, you know, Travis Scott's biggest song of his career, besides Sicko Mode. Um, you know, a, a song that still is bumped in the club to this day, uh, still can go. Um, other songs uh, include Pray for Love with The Weeknds, um, Oh My Decide with Quavo, Wasted with Juicy J, Piss on Your Grave with Kanye, um, Maria I'm Drunk, Young Thug and Justin Bieber, I Can Tell. I mean, a lots of tracks on here that, I mean, are just iconic, really. Um, a lot of tracks on here that, uh, you know, really put Travis on the map um, for being his debut album. He, he really was able to, uh, you know, get all the features he needed. He was able to put together a very cohesive first project and uh, allowed himself to kind of take off from there. And, I mean, we've seen the heights that Travis Stroud have been able to, has been able to reach uh, in the six years that has followed. Um, I mean... It's uh, it's the part one to Astro Worlds. Uh, you can definitely um, hear that um, as he he stated about Rodeo that um, in the process of making this album, his life was like a circus or a rodeo, and uh, that he felt uh, like he he was trying uh, to stay um, on a bucking animal, and that is why uh, this album was inspired by rodeos uh, that he would witness in Texas. Um, you know, just, just always uh, being on the move, always being so hectic and crazy uh, as this, this was just his lifestyle once, um, once uh, everything that he wanted for himself started coming to life. Um, it, was, it was a carnival of his imagination, as he said, um, and he just wanted to create a project that kind of replicated um, everything uh, that he was going through. Of course, like I said, he did release his uh, Days Before Rodeo mixtape, which was sort of like a prelude to the album, um, also did confirm that the album was titled Rodeo. Uh, Days Before Rodeo is a great project as well, if you've never heard of it or never listened to it. 
Um, able to go on tour for this one with Young Thug and Metro. Um, released th- uh, 3500 with that, and then um, once once he released Antidote, like I said, the the album second single, um, that that would go on to. Uh, I mean, eventually be triple platinum, but in the moment, definitely put Travis on the map uh, and made sure everybody knew uh, this this man was here and he was he was here to stay. So uh, six years of rodeo and then five years of uh, Birds in the Trap, Sing Midnight. Um, I mean, another another album that uh, was, I mean, just so iconic for its time. Um, it, like I said, the sophomore studio album, follow up to Rodeo. Um, he uh, dedicated the title of this album to uh, his friends in Missouri City who felt um, they were stuck in a societal trap um, as birds in the trap sing midnight. Um, as he was speaking on the album, he said, in quote, it all stemmed from me having that frustration of just wanting to do creative shit and not just be able uh, to do and not being able to do it. It took five months for my action figure to come out. It took eight months for Hype Williams' video to come out. I just felt like I was confined in a box. I couldn't do shit. I wanted to do and I wanted to help forward pop culture and music. It's like motherfuckers still trying to hold me back. So that was the whole gist of it. In the trap has nothing to do with coke or anything. It's literally a trap. So um, trying to um trying to um you know understand more i i i feel as if uh you know this this album as travis was saying um you know really does stem back to his roots and um you know tapping into like he said the you know him and his friends growing up uh in missouri cities um you know in this social trap um you know being a social connection from what you want to do and how do you want to express yourself um, as Travis, uh, like as he said, and as he tries to portray throughout this is um, he feels as if everybody um, is, is simply constructed uh, by their parents or by their life. And, and it's literally a social trap. It's something that you can't uh, get past. You can't get through. And I feel as if he was trying to portray that, um, on this album, and uh, I mean, I I, I think um, you know, of course, he he made sense. It it, it definitely made sense um, in terms of you know, you, you can't help the the life that you're you're born into. You can't uh, help but pick up on tendencies, ideas, uh, perceptions of life. You can't you can't help but pick up on all of these various things when you're growing up simply from the people who are surrounding you and the people who you are who you call a family who you call your friends uh whatever the case may be you know it's it's truly a social trap in in that sense of um you know you're forced to to be living with these people you're forced to um you know be surrounded by all the people in your community because that's where you're growing up and of course it's it's not that it's you're being forced or it's like a enforced in a bad sense of term it's i i believe what he's just trying to say is you know we're all products of our environment and um you know regardless of or if you're growing up in uh you know just like i don't know the projects 
you know, just just some lower income living. Uh, you're still going to pick up the same social cues uh, as somebody else, you know, living a different life. But it's 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 different in that sense. It's it's different in the in the sense that you guys will be completely living two different lives. And, uh, you know, that's that's why, um, you know, America and, and so many places are so unique as, you know, we can all be one you know, united country or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, we're all living different lives in this same in this same country. You know, it's not like we're all, um, you know, born and bred the same way. You know, it's it really comes down to, uh, you know, our environments and, um, you know, where where we where grow up, how we grew up, the people we grew up with friends, family, whoever it may be, it's, it's all of these factors combined that, that make us who we are and make us the people that, you know, we eventually become. So, um, you know, Travis trying to tap into, tap into that and, and really, um, you know, it's explore the idea that, that you're so much more than, um, you know, this, this social trap that uh, is presented uh, just by society and just by, you know, nobody's fault really it's it's just how it is it's just life that's how everybody is formed and constructed and um travis is uh just trying to portray that i i feel as if um you know he's just trying to make sure um we all we all understand that we can be more than just products of our environment we can be more than um you know our hometown our hometown people our hometown friends and there's so much more out there in in the world's uh, to explore, uh, you know, and, and you don't always have to uh, construct yourself or limit yourself in, in that sort of way. So, Travis, birds in the trap, I mean, birds in the trap and rodeo, bat to bat, and, and then for Astral Worlds uh, to be that third project, um, quite the discography for Travis. Um, I mean, of course, we still, that's not even without including, you know, like I said, or before, before uh, days before rodeo, um, Huncho Jack, and then of course Al Faroe. Um, so so already quite the discography for Travis, and uh, with the Scots coming, with Utopia coming, it's it's definitely a time to to be excited um, for Travis and and for whatever avenue he he decides to explore next. Uh, it's it's gonna be um, a journey as we always have seen with with every Travis project. It's it's always a journey. It's always something different. Um, it's always a new story to tell. It's always a different, you know, sort of persona that's that's already that was already living inside of Travis Scott, but he's finally able to, you know, like as he was saying, really portray it in the fullest way possible without any constraints. And uh, he always has impressed he always has uh shown why he's he's one of the best to do it and one of the biggest to do it right now so excited for for travis um and what's to come but uh very happy to to celebrate um you know two of his his best projects uh two of his best works as um you know birds in the trap and rodeo still um you know holds holds uh hold a steady um, I want to say lead over um, plenty of freshman and sophomore albums from uh, various rap artists. I mean, these two projects being those those first two projects from Travis, um, you know, really shows the pedestal that he put himself on 
um, by making such great music uh, to start right out of the jump. And, um, you know, it's it's only it's only a matter of time before we get in that number four project. And uh, I know I know Utopia is going to be sounding just as just as different and crazy, but so amazing as as these first three projects did. But moving on, uh, celebrating uh you know another an artist that uh, actually did recently drop. He's he's not waiting anymore. Uh, took a very uh, took a, a long hiatus between this album that we're about to celebrate and his Nets project that that has just dropped. And that's Isaiah Rashad as as the Suns tirade actually dropped five years ago today. It dropped the same day that Birds in the Trap, uh, Sing Midnight dropped. So a great day for hip hop five years ago uh, when these two projects dropped. I mean, what other um, you know, we just need the trifecta, but still two great projects drop dropping five years ago today. And that's, um, a down, an understatement really with, with birds, uh, first and foremost, but then the sun's tirade. I mean, the debut studio album from Isaiah Rashad, um, you know, it was a follow-up finally from 2014 Sylvia demo. Um, it, it's, uh, what's it called? The, the first single from this one was free lunch. Uh, as that that uh, single plus video dropped and then um, you know really really started to uh, really started to build the hype and then uh, the single smile dropped um, you know and then I, I think uh, uh, that's that's finally when we all realized it was it was finally Isaiah Rashad season again and um, once he did drop uh, he went um, and told, uh, Pids and plans um, in in an interview that uh, once this album dropped end quote I wanted to make something for when I was having a shitty day something to play to make me feel good there are good ups and downs I want to sit in the shower and smoke a blunt turn the shit on I just want to lay back and be like damn this is tight as fuck so that's uh, I mean just the the mood that Isaiah Rashad was in when making this but also um, the importance of um, some of his tracks and some of his lyrics, I mean, especially on mental health and addiction, 39.1% of the bars uh, on this project are about mental health and 24.9% of them um, are devoted to addiction. So definitely two major things that, of course, Isaiah Rashad has had his, um, you know, his fair share of, of struggles um, that he's we've been able to see him get out of and uh, thankfully, um, you know, not fully take him in, but still speaking on this, uh, throughout the project and, uh, you know, showing, um, you know, I mean, not even showing, but just being, uh, kind of this voice for, for people that are struggling or, um, you know, do have issues with, with mental health, with, uh, maybe addiction or, or whatever the case may be, kind of, um, you know, putting that on, this this pedestal that uh, is something that we we can talk about something that um, you know everybody goes through unfortunately and and unfortunately you know it's it's not you know about the money um, or the fame and that's not gonna really you know bring you to uh, to to do um, any better or with with mental health um, or you know with your mental well being of course. I'm sure it helps at times having money. I'm sure it helps at times going back to a nice ass house or whatever the case may be. But uh, you know, it's it's a it's a disease. It's 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 a real 
uh, issue that that many people deal with um, in in various ways, whether that's as, as as small as anxiety, but anxiety isn't that small. You know, it's it's something that I I truly believe a lot of people have, but um, you know, it's not always the easiest, most comfortable thing to talk about, and that's 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 okay. I get that, but um, you know, to have an artist like Isaiah Rashad not be scared uh, to to speak up and and really um, show. Uh, the world's um, through his music, where where he's at um, in terms of you know life and everything, but also in his head and um, you know where he's at with his mental health, where he's at with his well-being. Um, it, it goes to show the the type of artist he is, and I mean he's he's been doing this since he's got into the game, and uh, this is this is where Isaiah Rashad's at his best, just talking about you know all the struggles that he's gone through, but um, on top of that. You know, just just speaking on it, not in a way of, uh, you know, I want you to feel bad for me more, just kind of being an advocate for, you know, this shit's real. There's there's some, you know, there's some, you know, uh, there's this thing that's that's called depression, that's called anxiety, that's called, uh, you know, just terror and and freaking yourself out. And, uh, you know, that that's real and that's normal to go through as a human being. Um, and you just have to appreciate when there, when there are artists in that sense that, uh, you know, don't dumb it down or, uh, don't allow, um, you know, don't allow, uh, their, you know, category of music, uh, music or penmanship, you know, such as hip hop slash rap, you know, a, a, um, a genre of music that um, hasn't always been the kindest to people that, that have spoken on that or maybe it's not the best place to, to speak on but uh, you know having an artist like Isaiah Rashad you know sort of break those barriers and, and continue to push uh, with this narrative that that it's okay to talk about your mental well-being um, is only going to continue to make the world a better place and continue to uh, you know push uh you know some other artists to to really open up or uh understand that they can open up in the first place it's not uh gonna you know l ruin your career or you know nobody's gonna listen to that shit or whatever the case is um it's it's more of uh you getting to speak on whatever you want regardless of uh if it's rap if it's hip-hop if it's uh, whatever you know, you can you can do whatever you want because it's your music, it's it's your ideas, it's your penmanship, it's it's everything, um, and uh, you know if you if you choose to to speak on mental health or if you choose to speak on some of these things, it's not gonna be any different. It's it's still gonna be the same, and uh, you're still gonna uh, get the same credit that you deserve and you would have gotten if you didn't speak on it. So, uh, you know, five years of uh, the Sun's Tirade, some great music on here from Isaiah Rashad that we can only hope will continue to come after uh, his latest release of The House is Burning. But moving on, of course, into the biggest uh, album release probably this year uh, besides Donda, and that's Drake's album Certified Loverboy. Of course, this came out on uh, Friday of last week. Um, this this project was being confirmed was confirming features throughout the week such as Travis Scott, Jay Z, Twenty One Savage, Lil Baby, excuse me, Future, Kid Cudi, um, through through various billboards, and then uh, the album finally released at about ten fifteen Pacific time, probably at one fifteen Eastern, 
Um, and of course, this album instantly, uh, you know, was, I mean, first and foremost, how it was filled with features, like I just mentioned. Uh, Lil Durk and Vivian were on the same track. Travis on Fair Trade. Future, Young Thud, Way Too Sexy. 21 Savage, Project Pat on Knife Talk. Rick Ross, Lil Wayne on You Only Live Twice. So plenty of tracks with multiple features, with double features that absolutely killed their, their part. And then you have a ton of gems where, uh, you know, Lil Baby absolutely rose in. Jay-Z, Travis Scott, Future on his own, uh, as he did get two features on this one. Uh, Kid Cudi as well on I Miss You Too. Uh, just some amazing music throughout. Um, and, of course, we... we got uh, quite a few bars from Drake um, in in uh, in terms of Kanye, in terms of just being clever and with his rhymes, uh, you know, on 7 a.m. and on uh, on Bridal Path, I feel like is uh, where we kind of see Drake take the most shots at Kanye. Um, as he said, in quote, get that get that address to your driver, make it your destination instead of just a post out of desperation. Um, speaking on when Kanye posted uh, you know, Drake's address uh, in Canada, um, you know, saying to, to pull up, make it your destination instead of just uh, trying to get me um, to speak on something or get me to feel some type of way by you posting it. Um, also, also before that saying, I can give a F about who designing your sneakers and tees. Had somebody put you on a gill and you play with my seed. Trust me. There's some shit you really gotta come see to believe. That's why your people not believers, they all leaving ya. That's why you bind into the hype that the press feeding ya. You know the fourth level of jealousy is called media. Isn't that an ironic re revelation? This is me reaching to the deepest state of meditation. Why you over trying to impress the nation? Mind's running wild with the speculation. So this man definitely, like I said, this this is... Uh, I, I, I truly think the, the, the track where he, he, I mean, you know, there's, there's a, there's of course the subtle jabs, uh, throughout, um, throughout the projects. Um, but this, this track definitely, uh, seems to be seen as, as the track that, uh, Drake takes the most shots and, and really, um, dives in deeper instead of, of really just having, you know, the subtle one bar, two bar diss. It's, it's instead a, a full, full little diss, uh, in, in this track. And then, um, as well on this track, giving a shout out to Giannis to keep it, a, could at least keep it a butt like Anton Acupo, um, giving, giving homage and, and, uh, you know, some, some respect to the champion. Uh, he, he responded saying that the only reason he, Wrote a bar with Anantakupo was because of that famous tweet or that viral tweet when the Butts won the championship saying that Drake was trying to find out a way to fit Anantakupo into, um, into a bar and, but he, and not to worry because he'd figure it out. And he responded to that tweet saying that this is the only reason why I did that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the fact that he um, literally paid respect to the guy and said thank you for for giving me the idea to do this or pushing me to do that in a way, um, uh, but um, what's it called the the project as a whole able to um, break the uh, streaming records uh, as the most streamed album in less than twenty four hours uh, on Apple Music um, in a single day. 
so far this this year um, as uh, what's it called he he throughout the entire first day I don't I don't think it's like this now but um, at least on this first day he had all top 21 songs uh, in the Apple Music uh, section just for songs um, as all 21 tracks were were numbers one through 21 on Apple which was pretty insane um, and he earned 153 million streams on Spotify in its first day, which is number one for the biggest first day in history, um, ahead of Scorpion at 132 million and Donda at 95 million. So Drake now holds the number one and number two spots for the biggest first days in Spotify history, as the project is on pace to sell about 575,000 to 625,000 uh, units. Um, but uh, like I said, this this uh, the day following the release on Saturday uh, was was just still continuing with the trolls on both sides. I mean, Kanye was running Donda ads on Drake's Way Too Sexy video. Um, Drake then went live on OVO Radio, uh, his serious channel, um, where he played a leak of One Day with Playboy Cardi, uh, but also leaked Ye uh, Kanye West's diss at him titled Life at the Party. Uh, and this song is a track that featured Andre 3000, um, and, and it's where Kanye West name drops Drake, uh, Virgil, and Kid Cudi on it. Um, uh, what's it called? And like I said, Drake was the one who, who plays this, uh, who played it on his, on his uh, radio station. Um, some, some, for some reason, deciding to leak this track that was honestly sounding really fucking good. Uh, some, I mean... Uh, one of the best Andre, I mean, Andre 3000 and his features um, recently uh, or in the recent years, I know we haven't really gotten much, but, uh, you know, in the past, the, uh, once, you know, Outkast sort of, um, you know, dwindled down and, and Andre 3000 was just, just doing all these amazing features uh, that he simply didn't disappoint. It was always, he was always, uh, you know, bringing it, always you know, showing his penmanship and truly, um, you know, continuing to put himself on the map regardless of where he was at with uh, his own group or his solo projects, endeavors, whatever the case may be. Um, so this track, uh, not anything different. I mean, Andre 3000 really, uh, you know, sh really going in um, and uh, having a well thought out meticulous verse where, um, you know, he opens up about uh, his own mother passing away and, uh, you know, trying to uh, deal with that grief on top of, um, you know, everything else that he has to go through and, and trying to relate it to the overall premise of, uh, you know, the, the, Donda, the Donda album and, and trying to um, tap into that, you know, t uh, asking Donda, um, Kanye West's mom, if, if she ever sees his mom to, to tell her that he says hi and, um, you know, it was it was just great music. So um, for Drake to, to leak it, it, it was definitely a little weird. But I mean, it's it's just, you know, it's it's just that that uh, time, I guess, you know, it's it's two artists still, you know, trying to do anything to, to get, you know, under the stand of the other one. And um, that's, uh, you know, basically what Drake was doing on this one, regardless of how good this Andre 3000 verse was, um, you know, he, he did put out a, 
did put out a, a statement about um, how Kanye had reached out to him to be a part of the Donda album, uh, and he was inspired by the tribute to his mom, and that's why um, you know it, it, he felt it was appropriate to, to reference his own mo- mother who um, passed away in 2013 on his in his verse, but um, because they both share that loss and. Um, Unfortunately, it it, it uh, uh, didn't. Um, what's it called? Didn't he didn't know that uh, it would be a clean album, um, and he didn't know that that was the plan before he wrote and recorded his verse. So uh, it was it was clear that when it was a clean format, it, it wouldn't uh, work with his own verse. Um, so he he was originally admitted from the album. Um, and the and the track that he received and wrote didn't have the disc on it originally, and um, the the way that it happened, it, he just said it was unfortunate the way uh, he said. I guess things happen like the way they're supposed to, and it's unfortunate that the, it has been released in that way. And the two artists that he respects and loves are are beefing in that way, um, as he wanted to be on Certified Lover Boy as well, um, as and he just wants to work with people that inspire him, such as. Um, Kendrick on his new album, Lil Baby, Tyler, Jay-Z, um, as he respects them all. So Andre 3000 basically being forced to come out with a statement after this one. Um, and Life of the Party was being rumored to drop, but uh, it ultimately did not drop um, as, you know, as everything else that Kanye had with this rollout. Uh, but that wasn't dropped. Uh, it's kind of dwindled, dwindled down to this fact, but... Yeah, that's that's all. I mean, that's all there really was as to more news in this Drake and Kanye beef. Uh, in terms of Donda, it did debut at number one. Uh, it sold three hundred twenty-seven thousand uh, units in its first week. That's the biggest debut um, of this year. Uh, and if if you do the, it, you know, originally when this this uh, uh, what's it called this album dropped, Kanye did have the potential to become the uh, first artist in the 21st century to have 10 albums debuted at number one, and uh, that's exactly what he did. 10 studio albums, 10 number ones. Uh, like I said, earns the biggest first week sales on an album uh, this year um, as he ties Eminem at, uh, with the most consecutive number one albums in Billboard 200 uh, history um, as um, now uh, with a full week um, with the full week, he has officially sold, uh, 520,000 units to, to complete this first week. So we'll see how that compares to, compares to Drake, um, and, and certified lover boys sales, but, um, in compares to first and second day streams, Donda first day, 94.5, and then, um, certified lover boy, 153. Um, but on the second day, Donda still at 102.1. And Certified Lover Boy had a huge drop to 89. So um, interesting numbers. Uh, you know, the initial hype for the Drake project, of course, uh, allowed those those numbers to be what they are. But for it to drop, then uh, essentially half, um, and for Kanye's to rise, um, we'll see if that plays a factor into if if Drake has a bigger release or has um, you know a a similar release, but. Uh, some music to be looking forward to, of course. This this week, uh, Baby Team actually announced that his newest album, his new album, uh, his highly anticipated album, The Melodic Blue, will be dropping on September 10th. 
um, and that uh, Do-Rag Activity and Family Ties are both on the album, so definitely excited for this one. Those are the, being the two lead singles to this project. I mean, some two two songs that are, are uh, you know, probably in the top 10 in terms of singles that have dropped this year. Uh, so very excited for that. Kendrick Lamar actually just registered over 30 songs on a, a, um, ASCAP. Uh, as his new album is getting closer and closer, so that's good news. Um, uh, Playboy Cardi's uh, new album, Narcissist, drops in six days on September 13th. Um, so yeah, this just a lot to a lot to be looking forward to. And I mean, Logic tweeted Ultra 85 in 2024, so I guess that's something else we can uh, be looking forward to. And I and Kevin Abstract actually came out and said Brockhampton's final album. Um, will be pushed back to next year. So, um, you know, still some time to look forward to that. But um, the Melodic Blue this week will be a, a very good project, I already know, and um, very excited to see the rest of, um, you know, this this uh, this 2021. I mean, it's, it's already blessed us with, I mean, more music than we probably should have been, uh, bit, more music than we should be thankful for. I mean, J. Cole, Nas, Tyler, uh, Drake, Kanye, Isaiah Rashad, IDK, Vince Staples, um, Brockhampton already has released this year as well, DMX, Slow Tie, I mean, Kendrick is rumored, like I said, Baby Team this week, Travis possibly, Push Up possibly, The Stots maybe, it's just been an overall really good year for music and um, very excited to uh you know see what the rest of the year brings but um that's all i got for today i hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the genius spirit podcast um and uh i hope you all uh have a great tuesday and i'll see you all very soon thank you so much for tuning in